Welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. You already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached August 9th, 2018. The very best up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast in the New York City tri-state area. East Coast, West Coast, South, North, Worldwide, anywhere in the world. This is the best HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. I am your host. What up, though? Sean H. Once again in the building with another major guest all the way from Florida. My guest is in the building tonight, but we got to make sure we handle some business first, as always. So to all my business owners out there, all of y'all who are looking to make sure your business is represented in the best possible way, web development, web platforming, there's only one place to go, HaasCrea.com. That's H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com. They're doing some tremendous things. You got to make sure you check them out. Make sure your business is represented the right way, the professional way. HaasCrea.com. Because we love tech. Yeah, you already know what it is, man. We are so excited to be with you once again for another dynamic episode of the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. We only bring you the very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. And when it comes to the best, man, tonight is no exception as we have one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, man. He wrestles for MLW. He wrestles for Evolve Wrestling. He's in line for a title shot right now at ACW. He's doing some tremendous things right now. And he is your guest right here on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. We got a lot of questions for him from the people on Twitter. We're going to make sure we address that quickly and soon. But we got to make sure first and foremost that we welcome to the show. So there it is right there, man. We want to welcome the one and only Snoop Strikes, a.k.a. Kodo Brazil. Welcome to the show, my G. I got you, man. I got you. We got to make sure you introduce you right, man. You're a special guest. We appreciate you being here, and we're going to get right into it, man. Listen, when it comes to professional wrestling, the number one question that I think anybody could ask a guest on a podcast, on a radio show, on a TV show is, when it comes to the industry, what made you fall in love with the business, man? Because you're doing your thing in the ring. You're shining right now, but obviously you have some influences, man. So listen, take us back to when you first started watching wrestling. Take us back to when you first fell in love with wrestling. And take us back to the point that got you started to the point where you're on your way to superstardom right here and right now. Talk to the people, man. Bro, honestly, I can't even remember a time where I wasn't watching wrestling. Like, ever since I was little, like, that was my thing. I, could, I couldn't even turn the channel when Raw or SmackDown was on. But it was like, I can't remember the exact first time I remember seeing it, but I just I just remember always growing up watching it. Just watching it with, like, with my cousins and like my family and stuff around the house. That's what's up, man. Were you a Nitro guy or were you a Monday Night Raw guy? 
I got, I was I'm a, I was a WWE guy, man. WWE F back, man. Like like I said, when Raw was on, I did not turn the channel. Okay. I don't care what was on. I was not turning the channel for Raw or SmackDown. So like, honestly, like I didn't even know Nitro was. I didn't even know where to watch Nitro because I wouldn't turn the channel when Raw was on. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so you were <laughs> yeah, you man. were W you were you were bleeding WWF back in the day. I like it. Exactly, man. I definitely can understand that, man. I, I was I was a, a a channel changer. I'm not gonna lie. I went back and forth between TNT and USA, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I definitely appreciated the WWE brand uh, more overall. Even though '96, '97, it looks like WCW was gonna catch them, but um, you know WWE stood and reigned supreme to this day. Listen, influences in the business. You know, we all have people that we look up to in the industry. I know you said you were a Raw and SmackDown WWE guy. Were there any in-ring performers that kind of, I guess, gave you a thumbprint of what you wanted to be moving forward in the business? Number one, um, my biggest influence is Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. Yeah, he was my number one favorite wrestler growing up. Just watching him, just like, just how he... Can we curse on here, or is this? Is this we TV? we we try we try we try and keep it without without the cussing, man. But it's all good. Do your thing. <laughs> all right, all right. But you know, just just how he just how he didn't care about the system and just like how he did his own thing, like that always like stuck with me. Like he did his own thing in his way, and there was just something about him that like gravitated me towards him. Well, listen. One word we do. One word we do uh, use on this show is ass. I want to ask you about the no bitch ass in this era, man. <laughs> I uh, I really, yes, man. you know, because it's funny. It's funny. It's a great segue because you were just talking about Stone Cold, and he definitely was a person that had no bitch ass in him. We know that Diddy exactly. kind of, we know Diddy <laughs> came up with that phrase. You know, Sean P. Diddy Combs came up with that phrase a few years back. But it looks like you're really yes, living yes. this thing, man. Tell me what no bitch ass means to you. No bitch ass means to me it's just. The world is soft these days. It's just they call it how it is. Like it's, a, it's the world is very sensitive, and some some aspects in the business can be a little sensitive. But I'm trying to get that out of the business. Like, Talk about it. Talk about it. Like basically, I just no bitch asses in the business. No, like just stay out all the drama and just get things done. Work like try to be the best you can be and. Don't worry about the little things that you can't help. And just get the job done no matter what you got to do to do it. Just get it done. You know, it's, it seems like for years, man, that politics has played such a major role in the industry. And um, I understand where you're coming from. I, I think I think the thing for me is when you look back at, you know, where the industry came from, I think as kids we probably were a little bit blinded. But... The politics have been in the business for years. It's not anything new. It's just, yeah, that it's is just you know, it's social media and everything like that. And podcasts just like this, even though I'm the best podcast, you know what I'm saying? I got to make sure everybody knows that's clear. Um, I see, I see you. <laughs> but uh, ever since uh, forever, the politics has been in the business. But it's just more magnified because of social media. You feel me? Yes, it is. The littlest things would get blown out of proportion. And, like, things that... Just because someone got some, they can say something on the keyboard and respond, but they won't. They can't say it to your face. They got all the confidence in the world now. 
And it's just crazy. You get in trouble for the simplest things now. Absolutely, man. Listen, before we get back into the to the intricacies of your career, and I definitely want to touch on a lot of things as it pertains to your career personally, I want your perspective because on this show we do you know, when we have a guest on, we want to talk about their career, but we also want to talk about their perspective. The No Bitch Assets era is a perfect way to start. Listen, when it comes to the industry today, we were talking about how so many people are behind the keyboard. How do you feel about spoilers in the industry? It seems like back in the 80s and in the 90s, when we were kids, uh, a lot of these things were hidden. Now you can pretty much find out what's going on before it even happens. Uh, how, does that, how does that affect an in-ring performer who's trying to uh, we all know, like I said, re- I always say wrestling is not fake, but it is predetermined. So when we're trying to mask what we're going to be delivering to the people, how does that affect you as a performer, knowing that some of this stuff can get leaked? Basically, it just it, it makes it harder, but it makes it more interesting because now everyone knows the deal. It's like you, you know, everybody thinks they know what's supposed to happen. So you got to go out of the box and change it up. And like you gotta keep you got it it's your way you gotta keep them guessing because everybody knows what's supposed to happen or they think they know what's supposed to happen so it's our job to keep it keeping you guessing and keep it entertaining. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, um, like I said, when I announced that you were gonna be my guest on this particular episode of the Hubble Wrestling Weekly dot com podcast, I got a lot of tweets and uh, something. Sometimes what we do is we have a little Q and A with our guests. So do you mind answering a couple of questions from the fans? Oh, yeah. I'm cool with that. All right, that's what's up. So um, we're going to start off with Lisa from Michigan. Shout out to Detroit. She's from Detroit, Michigan. What's up, Lisa? Yeah, you already hey, know. All right. That's what's up. And she wanted to know, she says, I really like your in-ring style, Snoops. I, I saw your video on YouTube. I want to know how you got influences as it pertains to your moveset. My moveset, it, it's a. I have a lot of different influences. I try to not pertain to one specific style, but a lot of influences. I go like Chris Jericho, um, Rey Mysterio, um, a lot of guys like my my trainer Jay Jay Lethal. Yes. Like, yeah, Chris Benoit. Like, I like to keep it. I like Stone Cold, obviously, because I, li- I like to mix it up. I like I got a little brawling in me, a little high flyer, a little technical. Like, I like to do everything. I don't want to just stick to one thing. And so I kind of try to watch everybody and try to, like, get little pieces that I can add to myself from them. That's what's up. So that's the answer for Lisa. Shout out to Detroit. Um, I, uh, I think that she'll appreciate that answer. Let's move on, man. We got... Larry from up my way in New York City, he says, uh, when it looks to when you look to your future, what's the end goal? And I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here because I read the tweet earlier. He's asking, basically, what's your future plan as it pertains to the end goal? Is it WWE? Is it kind of like being the king of the indies? What's what's the goal? The main goal, honestly, is to be great. Okay. I know that sounds like cliche, but. I want to go down, like, when they talk about the greatest, like, like the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, like the Rock, Stone Cold, Ric Flair, Taker, Michaels, like, I want to be in that conversation with those greats. 
So WWE is the main goal. I know it's a it's a process and the path to get there, and but I want to complete all the steps to get there too. Like I love the journey. I love like how Jericho and like how everybody they they traveled before they got there, and like they took a little piece of everywhere they went with them when they got there. You can see it in their style. I'm basically the same way. So like my end goal is to be one of the greatest and be mentioned with. Marshall from St. Louis, Missouri asks, were your family very supportive? And the reason I ask that when it comes to your wrestling career is some parents and grandparents feel like the industry is too dangerous for their kids. Did you have that type of support growing up? I'm very thankful for my family there. They're like one of the most supportive people I have in my life. They they always, like, growing up, anything I ever wanted to do, as long as I commit fully to it, they're behind me 100%. Whatever I put my mind to, they're with me right there. So they've always been, they, they give me their opinions on it. They, like, be real about every situation. But if they see that I'm determined in it, they'll stick with me with it. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Listen, man, we, we got, we got. Twitter out the way, man. But I, I want to talk to you one on one, man, because like I said, I've saw some of your tapes, man, and and, and I'm I'm, re- I'm I'm feeling the in ring level, the level of of excellence that you're bringing forth in the industry, man. What I want to know is, you say that you're a Stone Cold guy, you know what I'm saying? You say that you're a Jericho guy, you know what I'm saying? You you named some of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the business at being your influence. When you step foot in the ring. What do you see when you look at yourself? Like, I, what I mean is a, 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 a self-reflection. Do you see yourself being someone that can go down as one of the greatest of all time? I do. Okay. I really do. I, I see myself being, being right up there. I feel like I have all the tools to be able to do it. It's just, it's just crafting those tools and, like, owning my craft and getting it to the best it can possibly be. That's what's up. Yo, so you made your debut in 2018. Tell the fans, because I'm interested in this too, man. Tell the fans about your journey from initially getting in the business in 2015, paying your dues, doing everything you had to do, and you're, you're still paying your dues. Every time you step in the ring, you pay your dues. I believe that. So, But what I'm talking about is when you, when you started out in 2015, and you made a decision, this is what you want to dedicate your life to. Take us all the way through that journey from 2015 till January of 2018 when you made your debut in Evolve. Tell the fans what that journey was like. So if I gotta, if I tell that, so I have to take it a little farther back. Please. To give like the full perspective of it. Yes, do that. Basically, growing up wrestling was really the only thing I ever truly wanted to do. I've always tried to find like that backup plan everyone says they need, but I can never find anything I really want to do. Wrestling was, wrestling was it. So that's what I based my whole thing on. I started wrestling in high school, and then um, I went up to wrestle in, I wrestled in college in Ohio, Ashley University, and basically that was my whole goal. I didn't know how to get in professional wrestling, so I knew amateur wrestling was 
the go to to start from. I was like, I know I can figure it out from here. Nice, I start wrestling nice, now. nice. Yeah, so I did that. But while I was up in Ohio for for wrestling, um, one of my other friends that I that I wrestled with in high school is here. I see he's a pro wrestler now. So his name is Mitch Mitchell. Okay. Um, he actually started training when I went off to college. He started training pro when I went off to college for amateur. And just watching him like do shows, like do everything in the business that I re- that's what I really wanted to do. It was just like I had that envy. Like I was like, this is this is what I really want to do. I love what I'm doing now in college, but that's the end result. That's what I want. So just watching him like motivated me to like figure it out more. And then it was just one day I talked to him about like um, going to train in different wrestling schools, and then he told me that Jay Lethal was opening up a school like. It was literally 10 minutes from where I grew up down here in Clearwater. So. Shout out, shout out to Clearwater, Florida. Shout out to Clearwater. Yes, yes. Shout out to Clearwater, Largo. You know, got to shout them out. So, yeah. uh, Basically, I thought that was a sign. It was like, there's no way a school is opening up 10 minutes from where I live there. Like, that's got to be a sign. So, basically. I left college then. I finished out that year, and I, I came back down, and I started training here. Like, I saved up. I worked there for a little, saved up to get a car, and then I moved down here and started training. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that led you to, I guess, uh, working with Jay, you got a chance to kind of have an opportunity to get booked, and then from there, you, you just kind of, your career kind of, no pun intended, evolved. Am I right? Yes, 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 yes. That's what's up. Listen, I know, I know something I want to know, and I know something that the world wants to know. Um, as I was researching for this show, like I said, I, I enjoy your in-ring work, but part of being a journalist is doing a little bit of homework and finding out the background of my guests. And you kind of uh, touched on it a second ago, so I want to go a little deeper into it, man. Jay Lethal, the current Ring of Honor heavyweight champion of the world, which yeah, is huge yeah. right now. Yeah, no doubt. And, I, and I'll tell you something. I'll, I'll go on the record right now. I think Ring of Honor has, has definitely staked its claim as being the second biggest company, second most quality company in the industry today. That's just my personal opinion. But with yeah, that being a lot said, of no doubt, 100%. I, I think they've, they've over, overtaken impact, but you know who knows what the future holds. But I think Ring of Honor are definitely doing its thing, and they're definitely... Uh, supercharging their path to Madison Square Garden next April. But listen, yeah. how is it like working, or what is it like working with Jay Lethal? Jay Lethal, one of the most decorated uh, competitors in the history of professional wrestling, uh, a very talented guy uh, as it pertains to in-ring work, a very charismatic guy. I love what he did back in the TNA days when uh, the uh, Macho Man parody that definitely showed his range. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt, it definitely showed his range on the microphone. He's been, you know, he's he's gone head to head promo wise with Ric Flair. I mean, the greatest to ever do it. He's second to none in the ring. Tell us what it's like being in the ring and getting the knowledge from <laughs> someone who started off in the industry as a young guy, obviously, and now has grown into a veteran and a leader. Uh, tell us what it's like to be trained by trained by. Uh, it's great, man. Like, Jay's just one of the boys. Like, it, 
basically it's still it's like that big brother feeling. Like it's like it just feels like you're going to train with your big brother. He's giving you all his knowledge that he that he's grown up with, and it's like all out of goodness of his heart. Um, basically, it's real cool because he stays that he stays in the Tampa area, so he's not far away from the school at all. So he is always there. So he's always there so we can go in whenever we want and he'll be there. And it's like just roll it. Like it's, it's something great about just rolling around but like with one of the greatest in the business right now and just learning everything you can from him, man. It's, it's cool. I understand and agree completely, Snoop. When you have a man of that legendary status, someone who's ascending to that legendary status, like Jay Lethal, with all the great work he's done in TNA Impact, and now all the great work he's doing at Ring of Honor as the World Heavyweight Champion, it's going to do nothing but help you to have a man like that train you and assist you in your career. And that's the reason why, along with your work ethic and desire to be the best, Snoop is, is the reason why you're doing as well as you're doing. You're one of the best in the industry today, an up-and-coming star, and we're so happy to have you on the show. We salute you, and we salute and give a shout-out to Jay Lethal as well. But I want to take a quick timeout and talk to our fans about a little bit of business. You know, this show is recorded right here in New York in my hometown. This is the home of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, and we realize and thank each and every listener from all over the country, all over the world. And since our guest tonight on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast is the one and only Stoop Strikes, who is a Florida native, we want to reach out to Florida right now and let everybody know there's a really cool thing going on in West Palm Beach, which is VaporLifeWPB.com. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the new wave, man. Everybody's smoking hookah. Everybody's smoking e-cigs. It's kind of the new sexy, swaggy wave that's going on. Well, if you go to VaporLifeWPB, that's V-A-P-O-R-L-I-F-E, WPB.com. They have everything you need, all your needs, vape, e-cigs, hookah, what have you. Hit them up. That's the only place to go. VaporLifeWPB.com. And listen, in addition to that, all over the world, no matter where you are, you need to reach out to Baby Tree Inc. Because for those who are looking to enhance and better their film quality as it pertains to shooting music videos, documentaries, and short films, you need to check out BabyTreeFilm.com. They are the very best as it pertains to filming top-notch quality video. That's where you need to go. Once again, BabyTreeFilm.com. And make sure you let them know that HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com told you to check them out. Yeah, man, we're right back here on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. That's hashtag HWWeekly. You know what I'm saying? On Twitter, we got that thing trending, man. We got the homie Snoop Strikes here, live and in effect, right here on the HWWeekly podcast. And we want to talk to him a little bit. We talked a lot about his career. We talked about his in-ring work. We know how good he is, man. We know how talented this man is. But I think, Snoop, what the fans really want to know as we transition into the next part of this show is, who is Snoop Strikes as a human being, man? I think. We all know that, you know, fans invest in characters and fans invest mentally and emotionally in, you know, who they're watching on television or who they come to see in the arena. But I think what really puts the big time characters and the big time people over the most is when behind the scenes, they know what kind of person you are. So why don't you give the people a little bit of insight about who Snoop Strikes, a.k.a. Code of Brazil, is as a human being? Basically, who I am, I'm just... I'm just someone who loves this business and that is trying to bring back what I had 
what I had, the feeling I had growing up as a kid. Like, I know how wrestling made me feel growing up. It's like, I was the happiest when I was watching wrestling. I, like, the performers in the ring, like, like it just did something to me. And, like, that's what I want to portray. And I want to keep the realism in it. Like, I want to show, like, everyone that, like, it's not you. We're these big superstars, but I'm I'm just a real person too. I want to keep it real with everyone and just let everyone know, like, if you really work hard at this, no matter where you're coming from, you could do it. Like, I'm I'm just a regular dude growing up like everybody else, and I'm living this as my dream right now. So like, if you work hard enough, you can do it. And just one of those guys that stays out of the drama, stays out of politics. No bitch ass. Just get it done and do your thing, man. That's what's up, man. Listen, we're not going to let you go without plugging some real important stuff right now, man. Um, This interview has been so insightful. I want to thank you once again for being with us. But before we let you go, my dude, we got to talk about the ACW Heavyweight Championship of the World, man. You have a chance to be to, to be a champion. You have a chance to win this tournament at the ACA Super Show. Let the world know about AC, that. ACW. Yeah. Excuse me, ACW Super Show. Excuse me. And you're you're well on your way to uh, possibly becoming a world champion. Talk to the people about that. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's like it's basically I got we got this tournament next week. If I win this tournament, then I'm in the finals at the Super Show for, and the winner of that at the Super Show gets to face the heavyweight champ. And the heavyweight champ is actually the guy I brought up before, Mitch Mitchell. Nice. The one I grew up with since high school and watched him grow in his business. He is the champ right now. So, like, it's like a full story coming together if I'm able to win this tournament and go face my brother for the title. Well, I think the world's looking forward to seeing the outcome of that, man. You have, it looks like you have about two or three steps on your way, but uh, I'm sure you're more than confident to get it done. Am I right? Yes, 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 yes. That's what's up, man. Before we let you go, make sure you let the people know where to find you on social media, man. Everybody's been clamoring, hitting me up on my DM, asking me where to find Snoop, where to find Snoop. Yo, tell the people where to find you, man, because, you know, the people want to know. All right. So, got to do a little plug game. So, my Instagram is Snoop underscore OAO. My Twitter, that is... Snoop OAO, Snoop Strike OAO, and I actually got a YouTube page called Snoop TV OAO. And also, you can catch me on Major League Wrestling MLW. They they have shows every Friday on BN Sport, and their YouTube channel comes. They upload the full episodes on Saturdays at 6:05 p.m. on every episode. So just type in MLW on YouTube. You can find Koto Brazil there, you know, beating up everybody. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. The homie Koto Brazil, a.k.a. Snoop Strikes, is in the building, man. Yo, we want to thank you for being on the show, man. We know you're real busy, dog. And and the thing for me is that, you know what I'm saying, I've seen you on MLW. I've seen you on Evolve, and I see you really doing your thing. You're on your way to ACW. Listen, man, you're a busy man. We appreciate you taking the time out, for real. No problem, man. It was fun, man. Anytime you want me back, just let me know if we can do it. That's oh, shout out to OAO. That's, that's like my little thing. OAO, overall obstacles. Shout out to them. 
I like that. I like that, man. Well, you heard it here first, man. This has been the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com podcast. Yo, I'm your boy, Sean H. He's the homie Snoop Strikes. And once again, this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com podcast. We're out of here. Peace. This has been a production of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.